What's going on, my friends, entrepreneurs, small business owners, and side hustlers everywhere. We've got another amazing guested podcast for you on the Seven Figures Club to help you get into the 5% of entrepreneurs and business owners who run seven-figure businesses. And we've got someone today who's very familiar with seven, eight, even nine-figure projects. And uh, we are very grateful to have Dr. Vikram Raya. And uh, Dr. Raya, very impressive, uh, is a medical professional and knows exactly what it's like, you know, as entrepreneurs to work long, hard hours, make sacrifices. Of course, we have a lot of medical professionals in the audience, uh, doctors who we've gotten funding for over the years and working with Dr. Colgan. And so you guys are going to want to pay attention today because Dr. Vikram and his team are very good at helping entrepreneurs, small business owners, and medical professionals to create more freedom for themselves and their families. And he does it through multifamily real estate investments, which allow you know you as an investor to create passive income and build wealth for, for your families, all while making a difference in local communities. Uh, Dr. Vikram is the one of the owners of Viking Capital, where their mission is to help other hardworking medical professionals and entrepreneurs to achieve the freedom that you guys want and deserve and create the life you've always wanted to live. Dr. Raya. Welcome to the podcast. There are over 32 million businesses in the U.S. and over 90% of them will never break seven figures in annual sales. So how do we as entrepreneurs or aspiring entrepreneurs break into that seven figures club? This podcast will relentlessly share the secrets, strategies, and tactics I've used to create three multi-seven figures businesses and bring in even more successful entrepreneurs than me to share their inspirational stories and tactics to success. You can create your dream business in life right now. So buckle up and let's go. Leo, that's awesome, man. Thanks for the intro. That was, that was very kind of you. Um, and please call me Vic, man, because I, I want to get down oh, and dirty. We want to help. We want to we want to get into it with your entrepreneurs. We want to get everyone to the seven figure club because guess what? There's room for everybody up here. Amen. There's always room at the top. My grandpa used to say, "Well, Vic, tell us a little bit about your background. How did you get into entrepreneurship? You know, you were going down this path to become a physician, a medical professional. You helped a lot of people, and then at some point." You got this itch and, and maybe even started out as a medical entrepreneur. I don't know, but just curious, to, how did you, you know, kind of arrive at entrepreneurship as where you wanted your life to go? You know, I was just uh, talking to uh, another a friend of mine. We we're just talking about like, yeah, you like, you know, sounds like you own and buy all these apartments, but like, dude, like that, that's, that's so different than what you're doing as a doctor. I'm like, you know, the interesting thing is when I grew up, um, my parents came here from India when we were really young and, um, you know, my dad was an engineer and my mom like worked odd jobs and retail. And then, so we lived in apartments, um, like when we first got here and we, yeah. we, until like, I think I was in high school, I was literally like every two years, we'd go to a different apartment complex and that's my life. I actually, you know, I actually enjoyed it. I, I made friends there. We would hang out and it was, it was sort of fun. And, um, but at some point we got some stability. We we're able to, you know, finally get a house. And, you know, I had no clue in my mind that I would one day like start owning these kind of things. And, and in fact, I had six people in my family who died of heart attacks, Leo. So I was like, oh dude, God. I need to figure this out because yeah. this is important. And in fact, uh, my, at my son's first birthday, my dad collapsed in front of me and like with a heart condition. And I was like, God, like this is serious. And so yeah. I studied to go to be a doctor 
And then uh, I was the first one in my family. And then I ended up specializing in cardiology. And I was out in Milwaukee, probably in my last year of my fellowship. And I was like, all right, I need to, you know, wrap this up so I can, you know, achieve my dream, be that cardiologist I always wanted. And I thought like, as soon as I get that, you know, like all these like, you know, flowers will fall from the sky and then, you know, the clouds would part and I would hear this melodious music. But in fact, what I heard was doctors complaining about their life, uh, struggling, uh, meaning struggling, meaning yeah, no one's going to feel sorry for a doctor making 200 to 400, 500K, but little, they were like literally not seeing their family, working their tail off, oh, yeah. sabotaging their own health, and sometimes doing things that were not kosher in terms of, you know, following the guidelines, if you will. Sure. When I saw that, I was like, what in the heck? I thought this was like my, 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 my ideal, you know, goal in life. And then, so I made, I made a declaration, Leo. I said, if I'm... If, if, if I'm still practicing by the age of 40, meaning if all my income was just from medicine by the age of 40, something went terribly wrong. And I just made a declaration that I'm going to earn money in another way. And I'm going to practice for the love of the game, for my passion, for my patience, and because I really want to, not because I, I need to. And so I was like, all right, let's come up with a business. So I, I, I said, all right, what's my first hustle? I knew there's a lot of long-term care nursing homes who needed like doctors to moonlight and sort of take care of the people at night. I was like, all right. I, I saw, I, I met, I found one. And, and then I, I, then I had the idea that why don't I just get the contract and then get other doctors to work underneath me and I'll take a little bit of pizza at the top. So I, I created my own first staffing agency. I didn't even know what I was doing. And so that was my first business. It was successful. I ended up selling that contract to another doctor buddy of mine and then he took it over i was like all right that's pretty cool and then i tried okay then I, I got a little cocky so i was like oh let me do options trading i heard options is the way to become a millionaire and so i got <laughs> i did options trading and i but i was smart enough i was like let me hire a coach but what i found was like it's a it's a labor and time intensive thing and you, you have to really understand wow. it and it's very nuanced and um I was, you know, I was about to graduate from fellowship, but like I was spending half my time trying to study options. And my program director was like, dude, you're going to fail if you don't do it. Focus on your patients. Don't worry about all that. So I, I, I let it go. I was like, this is too hard. So when I started, when I came back to DC with my wife and we're like, okay, we want to settle down. I was like, all right, I need to figure out a business that I can do on the side. That's simple. That is proven that will stand the test of time. Obviously we read the Kiyosaki books, like just like everybody else out there and, and real estate seemed to make sense. And so I started doing single family homes. And then in 2015, I heard a guy speak at one of my real, real estate investment clubs about multifamily and syndications and buying these hundred and 200 unit apartments. And at first I thought like, that sounds illegal, man. I don't know. Like, how is he doing that? And then I just dug into it more. I'm like, this makes sense. And so we started Viking Capital in 2015. And now fast forward like seven years, you know, I was just telling you, you know, in the green room, you know, we just made the Inc. 5000 list. We have $650 million of real estate. We've done almost like 5,000 deals all over, you know, 5,000 units all over the country. And we're like, we're operating in six states. And then, you know, I've at some point they say when your side hustle is better than your main hustle, you got to consider shifting. And I ended up doing the COVID crisis, um, you know, it, what ended up from May, well, a crisis actually became an opportunity for me. So I doubled down, focused on real estate, and 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 I've also started mentoring and coaching doctors all over the country and how to do this as well. 
That's fantastic. What a beautiful story. So you started out going down the medical school route. And then in between there, as you're, you know, transitioning to become a full doctor, you actually, you know, start a, a little staffing practice. You're, you're hiring medical professionals, other doctors, you sell that trial options. It's oh, a little bit more difficult, very nuanced, takes a lot of time, maybe higher risk. I would say definitely higher risk. And then eventually get into single families and then see this multifamily opportunity. And, you know, there's a lot of different uh, opportunities that people have had over the last decade. What is it that makes multifamily in your experience? Well, you've got a lot of experience now with almost 5,000 units, 5,000 doors and 600 million plus under your belt in terms of these multifamily projects. What are some of the benefits for our medical professionals, our entrepreneurs, small business owners, people who are looking for a place to park money, park capital, and, and do it safely and get a better return. Right now, obviously, we've got you know the stock market taking a dip. We've got uh, cryptocurrencies that have lost uh, the bulk of their value. And so a lot of people are really searching, where can I make a return? Where can I put my money to work that's, that's not gonna lose money and, and earn a strong return? What is the case for multifamily and why should that be a really important asset people should be considering? Leo, let me ask you a question. Uh, what other asset class is basically, you know, can you get a 25% return? And I'll explain how I arrived at that number, but it's essentially a cumulative, when I'm talking about tax efficiencies, distributions, and even profit at the tail end. If you put it all together and you annualize it out, meaning like, years of investment and then total return divided over those years of investment getting a close to a 25% return essentially I'm not guaranteed but pretty sure um that's very hard to find i mean you can't stocks mutual funds bonds crypto you know maybe it's a franchise perhaps maybe own your own maybe it's uh you know uh, own your own business perhaps you know i don't know but it's 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 difficult to find and Multifamily essentially provides that in an inflation-resistant, recession-resistant asset class that is not a luxury but a need. I don't care if there's COVID. I don't care if there's, you know, economic downturn. I don't care if China attacks, you know, another country. This will never go away. People need a place to live. Oh, but what happens if, like, you know, the market sucks? Okay, fine. So now homes are more expensive and people can't afford to get the mortgage. Okay, what a little do? Rent. It's like no oh, what if your what if your apartment burns down? Great. I have insurance. Great. I actually will get more money maybe because the replacement value is, you know, I'm buying under replacement value. Oh, but what happens like, you know, when you go through all these what if scenarios, overall, if you buy right in the right states, the right cities if you will, with the growth, the demographic growth, the net migration, the positive household formation. And then you have a good management company. If you don't do mom and pop management or like let's save some money and be cheap management, but actually get, you know, legitimately manage the property well and you infuse money into it because you actually believe in it and you want to help that the project, the community, and and you you know there's comps that can support these rent bumps you can achieve, then it's 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 a sure bet, I would say. And really, I mean. You know, I, I considered putting my wealth in many other areas. Not only am I an active investor in Viking, but I'm I passively invest all over the country, other other sponsors and syndicators, and it's it's done well. And you know, you really have to mess up to 
lose money in multifamily. Wow, just just so true, so remarkable. Even though I asked that question, I completely agree with you. Um, so the only other investments, uh, obviously, if you you invest into your business, but you know that that means 50, 60, 70 hours a week of work for me as an entrepreneur, even when you have systems and people and you can make great returns with your business. But what we're talking about is the money that's sitting there, right? The money that's lost 20% in your 401k, the money that is losing 9% a year now sitting in your bank account because of inflation. And there's just no doubt about it that the best opportunities that I've seen out there are in multifamily. And uh, I do have some investments in Airbnb properties that have done really well. But even those will take a decent amount of your time because Airbnb is short-term rental. There's a lot going on. I've got a property management firm. But the opportunity with Viking Capital is truly unique because people can come in and really hand off a lot of the the to-do list, the task, the Viking capital. So how does that work? Let's say, you know, I've got some capital or I want to move out of my 401k that's, you know, now losing money and maybe at best average is 7% returns. And I'm looking for a better return. I'm looking for the tax benefits of owning real estate, getting that depreciation. What's my responsibility, you know, as a capital partner or investor when I hand, you know, some capital off to Viking capital? Yeah. Thanks, Leo. Uh so guys, if you're out there, you're earning some money either in your own company or you're a W-2 earner, you know, obviously you have something in the market and I respect that, you know, and keep an eye on it. But if you have money that's not doing much like in an IRA, as Leo was mentioning, you know, that's how I got started. When I was working as a physician, I didn't have that much like extra capital lying around. So, but I did have all this money that I've been thrown into 401ks from different companies. I've kept on rolling over some random IRAs. And they wouldn't do anything. So they're in like custodians such as Ameritrade or Charles Schwab, which are traditional IRAs. But you want to take that money and you want to find maybe like, you know, there's Quest, there's uh, uh, Advanta IRA, there's New View, there's, you know, IRA Club. And there's these independent custodians, self-directed custodians that can take that money and be your custodian, but allow you to invest in alternative asset classes, such as multifamily real estate. And so... Now you have money that was not doing much, potentially losing or stagnant or flat. And now you're, now you're starting to turbocharge and grow very quickly. So you can invest in, a, in, in an asset like ours, which is multifamily. And what we, there's a term called syndication, which is just a fancy word for uh, a group of people investing their money together in, in a project. And so we raise capital from investors. We also put our own capital because we believe in what we're doing as well. So our, our, we have skin in the game. Our interests are aligned. We go through about 1,200 deals a year, Leo, all over the country, and we find wow. six that we eventually close on. Wow. So that's the kind of like due diligence you have to do. And I have a team in India that's doing a tremendous amount of underwrites. I have another team in Brazil that's doing some stuff. And then we have our underwriter that takes all of that, and then he feeds it to our our main vice president of acquisitions who then flies out, sees these properties. We put bids on them. If they make sense that we go to the next level, then we compete with other groups necessarily to, to, to win these things. Sometimes we get them off market because of our relationships, but a lot of times they're through the process. And after we've vetted it fully, we have an investment committee in our own company because we have a, a, our company's grown now in size. And so that investment committee then red teams it, meaning challenges it, comes up with assumptions Hey, what if this happens? What if this happens? What if this happens? All the same questions our sophisticated investors will probably want to ask us. We're already doing ahead of time. Then 
if we, when we win the deal, we create the pack, we get everything ready. We educate our investors first because without education, I don't want people to take action. So once they feel comfortable, then we want them to move forward because we think this is a good bet. Look, in, in commercial real estate, there's a bunch of different categories. There's office, there's retail, there's hospitality, there's industrial, self-storage, and multifamily. There's only two things that did really well during the pandemic, like really, really well. And I would say that's multifamily and industrial. Why? Well, everyone needs a place to live and, and, and there's a shortage. There's, they're not building enough houses or enough apartments out there compared to the amount of need. And number two, because of everyone ordering everything on Amazon, <laughs> there's all this warehouse space that's needed. And so, you know, no one's going to the stores anymore. Everyone's buying everything online. So industrial is blown up as well. So it, logically, you can understand why it would make sense to invest in those two categories. And so what we do is once we identify a project, um, we share with our investors, there's like a webinar of some sort, they get excited, they get interested, then they ask questions to our investment team. And once the people feel comfortable, then it's a simple process. They, you know, they invest, whether it's their IRA investing or their cash investing. And, and, you know, they go through a portal, we have everything encrypted, secure. And then once they're in, here's the kind of returns they can expect. Either we have three levels of returns we give. We have like a, a, a straight class A, which we call a 10% return. It's for people who want cash flow. They want, they love cash flow. So we're giving a straight 10%. Then there's a class B that loves cash flow and appreciation. So they'll get 7% and then they get a 70, 30 split with us. So they get the 70, we get the 30. So that means on average, if you had to think about it, it's about a 1.8 to about a 2.x multiple there for them. And then finally, uh, there's some people who have seven figures to invest. And so we have something called Viking Reserve for them. And so they get an 8% return. And on top of that, they get an 80-20 split, literally the best we can ever give to anybody. Wow. And, and those people get close to a 2.2x 2. return. And so, you know, you can mix and match. You can choose one, whatever makes sense for you. And again, it may seem intimidating, but our minimum investment is only 50K. So it's, it's really approachable to come into as your maybe first investment. And, and our goal is to create long-term relationships with you. So, you know, you get on top of all that, let's say you invest $100,000 in one of our deals. At the end of year one, I'll give you a tax write-off about $90,000. And that, that's what we call bonus depreciation. And we do that through something called cost segregation. So essentially, we're finding all the different things of, on the property, the, the equipment, the material, the, the, the roofs, and, and we're able to depreciate all that down. And there's this tax savings that we can provide you. And this passive paper loss shows up on your K-1 and it offsets any other passive gain you may have had from a company, from, other, from stocks, from real estate. And that's why people love it. So some people don't even care if we even make money in the real estate. They're like, dude, just give me those losses because I'm making money somewhere else. I need to offset that. So anyway, that's how it works. It's it, it's as simple as you can get. And I know people are going to have a lot of questions, to, you know, and I'd love to answer them, but that's sort of just the process, though. Vic, that, it's just so exciting. I just love this stuff. I mean, because I've looked at, I've been doing entrepreneurship for two decades. I've looked at all the different investment opportunities out there. And this literally is, I feel like, the best investment over the next decade. And let's start at the top. The number one factor I think that you brought up, which is super important, and for a lot of the audience, they don't know this, but what happened in the recession of 08 and 09, before that, every decade from like 1980 to 90, 1990 to 2000, 2000 to 2010, 
There were millions of properties. I, I think it was maybe 10 million homes every decade were being built, something like that. Does that sound right? But, yeah, I think what, exactly. Yeah. But but the deal is what happened after the recession of 0809 from 2010 to 2020, we they didn't build. People lost money. They were scared. They didn't build. And so we're literally, according to Realtor.com, not one, not two, not three, but five million single family homes short in this country. Like we're five million housing units short for families to have a place to live. And that creates a lack of supply. And the simple supply and demand tells us that demand is going to continue to outpace supply because of that. And now let's say, you know, you raise interest rates now and home values have gone up so much. Less people are going to be able to buy homes, especially in hyper growth areas. So now what are they going to do? Well, they've got to rent and they want to rent something nice. So tell us what your guys' strategy are with Viking Capital to where you're able to, you know, create a very attractive multifamily. Is it kind of a, a value add strategy where you're making improvements or what are some of the strategies that make the way Viking Capital attacks multifamily you know, more advantageous than other opportunities out there. So I, I think it's all about understanding the landscape. So I yeah. think you you laid out, Leo, the the shortage issue and the supply and demand issue. There's another issue is also the pandemic has shown us that we don't need to live in a big metropolitan city to work. Um, yeah. Though the pandemic is on its way down and hopefully it's you know wrapping up here, you know, a lot of things have gone back to normal. People are traveling. I was in Italy. Um you know, a month ago where, you know, we had so many American tourists out there. So people have money, even though there's a recession going on. Number two, um, uh, you know, on top of that, there's a, a movement outside the big hub. So like people are going outside of California for sure, specifically like the S SFs mm -hmm. and the LAs of the world. They're leaving New York's, they're leaving Boston's and Chicago's. And where are they going? Well, if they're on the West coast, they're probably going to Salt Lake city or they're going to Phoenix. And that's why those markets have exploded. Um, if on the East Coast, they're going to Atlanta, they're going to maybe the Carolinas, they're going to Florida. And that's why those markets have exploded. You know, if they're in the Midwest, they're probably going to Texas, right? So you want to, I don't care what your political affiliation is, but I, I highly suggest you buy in red states. Okay. <laughs> and then definitely um, agree with that. Yeah. So at least for real estate purposes, because, and then number yeah. two is, okay, if there's net migration, there's household formation, there's employment growth then and there's a shortage of units already then it's a no-brainer the, the these are the areas you want to go so there's there's already an organic uh propulsion or, already on top of that we do something called value add so we're buying assets that already have some kind of problem that we can fix perhaps it's operational issues perhaps it's um you know, uh, maybe their leasing is not up to par. Perhaps it's, you know, uh, they, it, they've not infused any capital. And so all the rounding apartments have really improved and this hasn't. So it, they can't demand the rents that they, that the rest the surrounding market can ask for. So we go in, solve these issues. And what happens is that's creates something called forced appreciation. We're, uh, we're forcing the appreciation on these properties because we're infusing capital. We're not hoping and praying for appreciation. We're making it happen because we're, we're giving them a value and then in, in exchange, they're giving us a, a bonus in rents or a premium in rents. And on top of that, we're doing in areas that are already growing. Even if we do nothing, they're growing. So for example, I, we bought two deals recently, one in Houston, one in San Antonio. We just bought them like two or three months ago. We haven't touched them at all. And already yeah. they've gone like about $100 more than what we bought them for in terms of per, per, 
per, per month rent, you know? And so that's, oh, wow. that's it's crazy. It's like, uh, these are the kind of markets you want to buy in. And then obviously we're then we're going to do our, our, our business plan for them. So, so we have these two strategies that's going to really do that. And then, so Viking capital, when we got started, you know, we're just like everyone else. We want to get, get in the game. And so we start with C class properties. And I want to share with your listeners, Leo, the, the, the tiers of assets that you can buy in multifamily, you got D properties. These are the war zones. These are where like, you don't feel comfortable, like walking down, you know, the street because some, something's going to happen to you. Then there's a C class properties. This is blue, blue collar workforce housing. It's a yeah. good, good class of assets and you can get a lot of, um, a lot of cash flow out of them, but they, sometimes they don't appreciate as much and in, in good economies are great, but in, in, in economic cycles where it's a little more challenging, they're the first ones to lose their jobs. So you have to be very careful. Class B is sort of the best. It's a gray, white collar, you know, good areas. They they have at least six months of savings. And so one month of not having a job is not a big deal. They can handle it. So that's yeah. our bread and butter. We love B class properties like and we like to convert them yeah. to A's. Then there's the A's and we like those too because they're called renting by choice. They probably could afford to buy a home. Either they it's just too tough to find a home that they like. They don't want to because they're downsizing because they're older, or maybe they're about to buy a home, but this is just the next step until they buy their home. What are the cases? They're renting by choice. So they want the luxury. They want the amenities. They want the upgrades. And if we provide that, they're willing to pay more rent. So we like these two. And there was, these two classes are resilient during any kind of economic cycle. And, and so that's why we like to focus on them now as we've evolved our company. So awesome. You, you know, uh, something interesting that I think sets Viking Capital apart from the others, and, and maybe this is, I think this is definitely part of your success. There are other groups out there that are doing a good job with multifamily and value adds, and, and they're getting great returns. And again, just further proof why multifamily is, in my opinion, going to be the number one place to put your money for the next decade if you want to, you know, beat the market and get great returns and double your money, you know, faster than anywhere else. But something you guys are doing is you've got some geniuses in India and Brazil that are out there, you know, doing all the manual searches to find those deals. And I think that's giving you an advantage where you're seeing uh, more opportunities and you're able to look at more deals. Whereas, you know, maybe uh, if it's just a regular company, there's a lot of work to do that. And because you can do it more affordably, you're able to see more deals and find more gold in the hills, maybe, than uh, than some of the other groups out there. And, and that's fascinating. You're saying you look at, on average, I think you said 1,200 deals a year, and then condense that down to the top six, which really puts the odds in your favor, I think. Yeah. And the other cool thing, Leo, I like to do is um, I really, we really believe in win-win-win. And I know you do with Seven Figure Club oh, and yeah. other things you're doing. So yeah. look- our, the brokers who work with us win. The lenders are happy because we are we do what we say we're going to do and we're going to close. The tenants are going to get uh, benefits because we're coming in, we're improving the community. We're going to rebadge the property. We have a, our brand, it's called Elevate. So it's Elevate at whatever the name of the new property we call it. We, we have a tenant wellness package where, you know, as a doctor, I can't get that out of my system. So I'm, I'm figuring out how to help these guys. So we have like wellness Wednesdays. We got like healthy food trucks coming by. We got CPR classes for these guys. They don't want to leave. They want to stay with us and they want to continue to, you know, be involved in our, our, our apartments and our communities. 
And now we're starting to get a reputation in the community out there. Like, oh, that's an elevate property. Oh, okay. That's, it's really well, well taken. I would love to buy that from them because I know it's a well taken care of property. And so building the brand, building the, you know, that image for your company, having good relationships, making sure you have a good taste after on your mouth, after you interact with the seller, the broker, the buyers, all these people. So, you know, business uh, Leo is all about relationships. And I think you've built you know, a tremendous amount of relationships in your, in your, and that's why you're serving the community. You're serving your Facebook groups. You're serving all the people with your podcast and with your company. But I really think that this, this virtuous upward cycle of trying to, you know, improve everything you're touching. It really comes back to you. Yeah. And no question guys. And, and you can put together these win, 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 situations and at the end of the day it's meaningful work and meaningful relationships taking uh you know some words out of Reed Dalio's mouth that really matter at the end of the day what's the time frame typically with a viking capital project yeah great question so we like to tell our investors hey a, this is a you know three to five year hold usually uh but on we've taken nine deals um out of the 27 27 deals we've done uh leo we've taken nine full cycle when we we bought it, managed it, executed our business plan, sold it, given given our investors not only their capital back, all their profits back, and then you know moved on. And the cool thing about that is we've actually looked at the statistics. We've had a twenty four point eight percent average annual return for our investors, and the average hold feared was about three point two years. Wow. So so we try to promise five, but sometimes you know we end up the market's good because the market's <laughs> really good, and you know. Uh, sometimes there's an or, offer or you, you guys just refuse. did a good job. You, you yeah. just built so much value in the property. Like what these guys will do, Viking Capital will get a deal where a management company maybe is not taking as good care of it. They'll make some improvements to each of the units. They'll build increase the rents significantly. And by doing that, you guys, that makes the property worth a lot more because now the rents are higher. They're getting cash flow each month on the, the higher rents and because they got a good deal on it. And now the properties were significantly more. So you put, you know, let's say, for example, and again, you know, you know, there, there are different guidelines. We're, we're not trying to sell this in terms of uh, whatever, whatever all the guidelines and disclosures are. And you have to be a um, usually a. Um, what's what's the word accredited investor, et cetera, yeah. et cetera. But but keeping all that aside, let's say theoretically I put a hundred thousand dollars in, and in just over three years, basically the Viking is turning that hundred thousand into like a hundred seventy-four, seventy-five thousand. Is is that Absolutely. right? And that's yeah. that's unbelievable, guys. That means that money is doubling every four to five years. And your old 401k or IRA, you know, at seven percent is probably taking a decade. If your fees aren't that high, but your fees might be cutting out another 30% of the so-called 7% returns. And then you have a year like this where you might lose 20 to 25%. Plus, and plus the, take that the much tax more breaks, we have, a, we, you know, oh my percent doesn't even take down the yeah. tax breaks too. Let's, let, let's look at the four ways you make money with multifamily. Number one, you've got monthly cash flow, right? Number two, the property is increasing in value. There's appreciation. Number three, Vic just told us he's huge. You can eliminate a lot of your taxes. Like yes. the what, they get to depreciate this Legally, property. Legally, you can eliminate taxes, and essentially, look, you can't get rid of them completely. What happens is you 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 essentially keep delaying it, and and you can do it several ways. Like let's say at the end of a, a, a we sell a property, we can get every all the investors whoever's interested to ten thirty one that into another deal, and pay zero taxes and then roll over the profits and their capital. And then they get, we could do it again and again and again. And essentially 
maybe that's 10 sexy. years down the road, I'm, I'm, I'm ready to buy my yacht. I'm ready to go to my island. Okay, now you can cash out, pay some taxes. And obviously, there'll be some taxes. But man, imagine growing all that tax-free for all those years and then choose to pay taxes. And you can do that the other way where um, if you keep in reinvesting and then you get these losses, you can harvest those losses to offset the gains you may have had. So there's in what the we future, call lazy yeah. man's 1031. And then there's like a the tradi- traditional 1031. There's also growing tax-free with a self-directed IRA. And, you know, uh, the, you know, I'm proud of our track record, but I'm really proud of another fact. You know, Warren Buffett says, rule number one, don't lose money. Well, guess what? You know, I don't think we're geniuses. I think I think we're good. I think we work hard. I think we're smart. We, but I think multifamily as it's, the asset class itself lends itself to be following Warren Buffett's rule: don't lose money. So capital preservation is pretty intact using multifamily. That's why I love it. I'm I'm a cardiologist. I I stress test people for a living. I'm risk averse. So when I'm all into multifamily, it's because there's very little downside and there's a tremendous amount of upside. And as Ray Dalio talks about asymmetric risk return, that's exactly what we're doing here. Mm, yes. Amazing. Well, at this point, Vic, if, if people haven't put two and two together, and I think 99.9% of them have, they're thinking, Vic, what's the next step? How can I learn more? How can I be a part of this amazing opportunity? And for, for my vantage point it's essentially it's passive money right it's passive money passive returns without you having to do all of the work and headache and be a property manager and and go through you know all of the work and research and then get everything presented to you in a nice easy uh to understand format and in a webinar that they explain each one of these projects what's the next step Everyone's thinking, how can I, you know, connect up with Viking Capital and be a part of some of these projects and have a chance the next decade to win where there aren't, I, I think this is going to by far outpace every other opportunity out there. Yeah, I think the, the best way to understand is, okay, let's say I get involved. What does that look like? Well, one, we'll welcome you into the Viking family. Number two, you're going to have like your own secure investor portal where you get to monitor your progress. Number three, you're going to get monthly updates on what's going on. Number four, guess what? You're going to get monthly pay, monthly checks. We call it mailbox money because you're going to get these distributions coming in. End of the year, you'll get a K-1, hopefully with some passive losses that you can use to offset some of the income. And then, and then you know, you have a, a, we have a hotline for all our investors. Again, we're trying to give a white, white glove service to our investors because we, we want to treat them like gold because that's what they are to us. We, we respect them, we value them, and we want them to continue to invest with us. So this is what you can expect from us. How do you get involved? Well, right now we have some current offerings and you know you can check them out. Go to vikingmultifamily.com. That's vikingmultifamily.com. My team is there. Um, we're going to present you a lot of information and, and you want to get into our, our, our list and, and our Viking Investor Club. And whenever there's a new offering, you know we want to get in last, I would say nine offerings. We've oversold, we're subscribed where people wanted to get in. And at some point they, they sort of... Um, got uh you know got on our wait list because we were so um uh so quick to subscribe so if if you're interested in multifamily the key number one is to get education and we would love to provide that for you and number two help let us help answer any of your questions you have and if it makes sense we're there for you we'd love for you to you know consider us as as one of your multifamily um you know investment uh companies 
And, and, and if there's other, other questions you have of other companies, we'd love to give you an objective answer on them as well. Because again, I invest in multiple companies all over the country, not just mine. And, and I'd love to provide a, be a resource for your investors. Amazing, guys. Well, I'm going to go to Viking Multifamily here as soon as we uh, uh, wrap up here and get this uh, all, all wrapped up, guys. But go to vikingmultifamily.com, get more information. And I feel like this type of thing is also the type of thing, this is what you want to share with friends and family and help them, you know, find these opportunities because these opportunities, most people don't know that they exist, right? They're, they're told, you know, for the, the old school, the slow lane, you know, get that 401k or that IRA, let that money manager take it. They're going to take their one or 2%, you know, annual fee on the money, which really reduces your returns. You might make a 7% return minus those fees. It might take 10 to 12 years to double your money, or you can be really smart and put it with Viking Capital and have the opportunity to double your money every four to five years with all the tax benefits without the headache and without having to worry what's happening with the market. And the lowest risk thing is affordable housing. There is nothing more lower risk because everyone needs a place to stay. Everyone needs affordable housing. And by getting in with Viking Capital, you have that unique opportunity, guys. So go to vikingmultifamily.com. And Vic, give us the last word of the action items that people should take maybe as they're going there or maybe um, a few things they can do to get ready to, to so, be ready to so pull the trigger. Leo, I, I, I'm just sort of pumped and excited because I love the opportunity to be on your show. And number two, just to uh, talk to you, some of your listeners, guys, get clarity on your goals. Number one, just really figure out like, what's my financial number? What, what's, what's my like, you know, excuse the French, but like some people call it a FU number. What's your like, what's the number that will make you hit your goals in your life? you know, and, and figure that out and then figure out your methodology of how to achieve that and then start taking action. You're not going to get that right. You're not going to get it right every single time, but you need to get started. And, you know, if you're in your thirties and forties, great. You know, if you're in fifties and sixties and still not too late, get, get, get going and, and, and then find a few investment partners or, or uh, consultants or leaders out there in the industry and work with them and, and rinse and repeat. Don't get cute. Don't get creative. Once you find something that works, rinse and repeat over and over. You know, and this is the uh, this is the road to the one percent. This is what the one percent do. And sometimes we forget all that. You know, it's not that it's not difficult. It's just yeah, you you have to follow a, a algorithm of success. Amen, guys. Success leaves clues. Vic has a path and roadmap to success, ask him for directions, and he's gonna help you get there. Vix, thank you so much for being a guest on the podcast. No, thanks man, Leo's been awesome. Are you looking for more seven-figure secrets, content, or even how you can launch your own recession-proof business? Then check out sevenfigures.com. That's the digit seven, F-I-G-U-R-E-S.com, where we share more videos, stories, strategies, funding solutions, entrepreneurial education, and even the secret business type that's recession-proof. Thank you for listening, and if you're finding value in our podcast, please give us a five-star and invite others to join the club.